0: hello it's pastor malcolm here with the service for sunday the 17th of july welcome to this time of worship we are here to worship our god we are here to spend time with jesus we are here to welcome the holy spirit to fill our lives afresh let's begin with some verses from psalm 96 which says sing to the lord a new song Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory amongst the nations, his marvellous deeds amongst all the people. Wonderful words, uplifting words. Let's pray. God of the nations, we welcome you. God of the nations, we worship you. We come to give you thanks and praise for all that you have done in our lives and we thank you that jesus is our lord our savior our friend but we also come to confess our sins we confess the things that we have done we ought not to have done and we confess the things we've said that we ought not to have said and say lord forgive me forgive us and we come to declare that we forgive others their sins towards us. The things that others have done towards me that they ought not to have done. The things that others have said to me they ought not to have said. Lord, we pray in this moment, we want to say we forgive them for their sins towards us. Set us free to love and worship you today set us free to love and worship you together with all your creation and brothers and sisters in christ around the world set us free to worship you with our whole mind our all our heart and all our strength in jesus name we pray amen
1: you were there before the world began to be from eternity you called and you fashioned me, you've loved me as the apple of your eye You've drawn my fallen heart, you've led me all my life The angels sing in endless grace and love With everything that is and ever was Crying holy, holy Lord you're the savior of the world we extol you bringing glory to you lord we'll never stop for you our god forevermore
0: we live in a world where there's conflict everywhere we look there are unresolved conflicts that have gone on for decades between for example palestinians and jews and in parts of asia such as indonesia and in Afghanistan, and in Africa, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Also in countries such as North Korea, Iran, and northern parts of Nigeria, people are repressed, and there's widespread persecution of Christians. And we've seen recent conflicts emerge, as Russia has invaded Ukraine and left other countries in Europe concerned about what the future holds for them within the USA and Europe there's fear over what is seen as uncontrolled immigration and what that means for our way of life and as a result of all these things nationalism and tribalism is surging but the bible gives us a counter vision to all of this through Christ in the bible God gives us a vision beyond these conflicts and fears and we're going to read part of it now in Revelation chapter 7 And from verses 9 to 17, we read this. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, that is Christ. And they were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing round the throne and round the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? Where did they come from? And I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb, Christ, at the centre of the throne, will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. What a fantastic vision in Christ. You see, left to ourselves, there is no hope for humanity. There can only be conflict and fear. But the Bible gives us a hope in Christ that crosses boundaries and brings people together. In these verses, the Bible gives us an alternative vision for the future of our world, a one that will surely come to pass. And you are part of that vision. What we do here in BRBC as a church for people of all nations, worshipping Jesus, that's part of God's plan and purpose for the nations, and I want to show you that from God's Word today. Looking at two particular aspects of it. The first is that God has called us to be a blessing to people of every nation. Look at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing and bless, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That's a fantastic vision, isn't it? All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God called Abraham to bring his family to a new place where he would have many descendants and become a nation of people. God says that there would be a nation that would become a great nation and be blessed. But crucially, and this is really important, they would in turn be a blessing to other nations around them. They would be an example of how to live following God's commands. They would be in covenant with the living God, creator of heaven and earth, and they would be a blessing to others around them. This was God's plan for Israel. If we fast forward to the time of Moses in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 37 to 38, uh, after the Israelites were set free to leave Egypt, we read this in Exodus 12, 37 to 38. The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, and there were about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children, and many other people went up with them. And also large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. So there were over 600,000 Israelites fleeing Egypt. But also it mentions these many other people who went up with them. Who who were these many other people that travelled with them? Well, in Egypt, there wasn't just the Israelites who were, being, uh, who were slaves. There were other people, particularly from the upper Nile, who were also slaves. And when they saw that the God of Israel, had, had, uh, using Moses, had released them from Egypt and they were able to be set free, then they thought, well, if you're going, we're coming with you. And they fled too, and they walked with them. And uh, so we see here in Exodus at the time of Moses that... Uh, already other people groups were being blessed by the Israelites. Now, some of these would have peeled off afterwards and went their own way, but many wanted to stay with the Israelites. So you'll find instructions in the chapters following Exodus 12 about how they could do that, how they could become Israelites too. The people of Israel was not just growing biologically, but also with those of other nations who wanted to join them. Even though... um, the Israelites later fell away from many of God's commands and ended up in exile, the vision of a people of God of many nations persisted. So in Psalm 96, which we read earlier at the beginning of our service, um, in verses 7 to 8, which we didn't read, we see, Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations, Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. There's a call in the Psalms there already that people of every nation should come and give praise to the God of all creation, the maker of heaven and earth. To to ascribe to him the glory due to his name. To come into his courts and worship him along with the Israelites. We see that also in Isaiah 56, verses 6 to 7. We read this, And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord, to minister to him, and to love uh, the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it, and holds fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and I will give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifice will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations." Again, a fantastic vision that any of the foreigners who wanted to come and worship at Jerusalem, who wanted to worship at the temple, uh, who followed the covenant, the teachings and commands of God, they would come and they could join in uh, with the worship of the temple because, he says, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. We can see here that even in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, God had with his people Israel, there was a vision of a people of God which was made up of people from every nation. Even though God began with one family and one nation, that wasn't the end or the limit of it. God's vision, which we see clearly in God's word, is for a people of God, including worshippers from every nation. And so the first thing we see is that God has called us, called his people to be a blessing to people of every nation. But secondly, God created the church to be a people of all nations. As we move into the New Testament, we see Jesus fulfilling this vision through the church When Jesus clears the temple courts of the money men, what does he say? Well, in Mark chapter 11, verses 15 to 17, we read, On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? Do you remember that phrase? We saw it in Isaiah 56. Jesus is quoting Isaiah 56. It is a quote from Isaiah 56 that uh, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. And and so what we see is that Jesus come to fulfill that vision. And he's angry with the money changers who were filling up that part of the temple area that was for foreigners to come and worship. In other words, the Israelites, they were looking after their own and excluding the worshippers from other nations. And that's why Jesus says, no, make space. My house should be a house of prayer for all nations. So after Jesus, (coughs) excuse me, has given his life on the cross and risen again, he looks beyond the temple and he commands his disciples at the end of Matthew's gospel, chapter 28, verses 19 to 20, he says, Go, make disciples of all nations, baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus passes on this vision to his disciples that through him people in every nation wherever they find themselves should come to Christ should believe in him and follow him if they love and worship the living God they should be baptized in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and there will be the people of God in that place. And as the church was established in many places of people of different ethnic backgrounds were trusting in Jesus, the Apostle Paul writes in Galatians three twenty six to 28, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You see, circumcision was a way of belonging to the people of Israel, but baptism replaces circumcision as a way of belonging to the church. The church becomes a place where any and all who are clothed in Christ, believe and trust in Christ, come together to worship and serve him in the world. Neither Jew nor Gentile. In other words, whatever nationality or ethnicity you are, you are welcome here. Neither slave nor free. Whatever your economic status, you are welcome here. Neither male nor female. Whatever your gender, you are welcome here. You are Abraham's seed and heirs, a reference back to Genesis 12, which we looked at earlier, and a promise to be a blessing of all nations. As you come and worship here, worship Christ amongst us, you stand in uh, uh, the promises of God. You stand in that stream of, of God's call to be a people, a blessed people and a people who would bless others that God promised first to Abraham in Genesis 12. This is the vision of God's word and we are part of it. Here at Black Horse Baptist Church, when we gather Sunday by Sunday as a people of many nations and a people of different generations and a people of different economic circumstances, we are the people of God today, crossing boundaries, reaching out to the world, bringing hope, unity and faith in a world filled with despair, division and fear. The vision we have in God's word in Revelation 7, 9-17 is a vision of the church of many nations worshipping Jesus together as one. What happens here is a foretaste of what is to come. This is only in part, but what is still to come is many times more wonderful. God is healing the divisions of the nations through Christ. The alliances of nations in our time are working together to build peace and they are useful and necessary, things like the United Nations. Um, But they can never fully resolve the sinfulness and selfishness of humankind. Only Christ can do that. Only Christ can bring about the healing of the nations through his blood. As it says in Revelation 7 verse 17, for the Lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd and he will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen.
1: You are merciful and tender to my tears You've carried all my cares You've felt all that I feel so when I fall back into a troubled soul, you remind me who I am and you come so close. I join the endless song of grace and love with everything that is and ever was, crying, Holy, Holy Lord, you're the Savior of the world. We extol you, bringing glory to you, Lord. We'll never stop for you, our God, forevermore. Every corner of the earth, hear the song that's ringing out. He is wonderful, and the worship you deserve. We'll never stop for you a god forever Oh We'll never stop for you a God forever. god
0: forevermore let us pray almighty god we thank you for your word through the many words of the preacher may we hear your voice speaking to our hearts and minds have your way in our lives we pray and guide us in our daily lives we thank you for the promise of your word that jesus will heal the divisions between the nations through his blood We pray for those who are suffering as a result of war, conflicts or repression. And especially we pray for your people in countries such as Ukraine, North Korea and Iran. We pray that you would keep them safe. We pray that you would keep them worshipping Jesus. We pray that you would keep us united together as your people across the world. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank you for joining me today and let's say the grace together to close. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen.